Welcome to Pop Punk and Pizza Podcast. I'm Jacques Lamore. It's been a while since you and I have talked, and it just means that I was really busy working on some great things behind the scenes. If you don't follow us on social media, or if you haven't been on social media too much, you may have missed the big news, but we have been accepted to cover press at Riot Fest this year in Chicago, this coming weekend. So that means we get to take you behind the scenes and we get to interview bands and such at Riot Fest in Chicago this coming weekend. And I am super excited about this. It's a dream come true. So I just want to say thank you so much for all the love and support from everyone involved, everyone at Riot Fest. And speaking of Riot Fest and people at Riot Fest. This is uh this episode kind of leads into our kind of our first episode of coverage from Riot Fest even though it doesn't actually this uh, this episode didn't actually happen at Riot Fest, but it's a precursor. Uh so we got to sit down with Dan and Chris of Treaty of Paris, a Chicago band from back in the 2000s scene. They still play Once in a Blue Moon, and one of those Blue Moon shows is Riot Fest this coming weekend. And Dan Wade works for Riot Fest, and that's kind of how he got his foot in the door at getting Treaty of Paris the opportunity to play at Riot Fest. And he's also, I'm pretty sure, the reason why we got approved to do press uh, at Riot Fest as well, because him and I actually met a few months ago, and he was asking me, hey, uh, do you know if you're going to be doing press at Riot Fest? And I was like, um, I'm not sure yet. I haven't heard from him. And so he's like, well, let me see what I can do. And lo and behold, here we are. We got approved. And I'm also super lucky to have an intern, a new intern with us coming to the fest as well. Her name is Noelle. I know you're going to be hearing her on the podcast, not this episode, but uh, the episodes coming up from Riot Fest and beyond. She's super awesome, super kind, super into pop punk and just the alternative music scene in general. So I'm really excited that she's a part of the team now. So please give her a warm welcome when she is going to be on episodes because she's wanting to interview bands as well. And I told her she could totally do that. I feel like she deserves that experience. So. And so be expecting that and be expecting as, as many awesome rad interviews as possible from Riot Fest 2022 in Chicago. Starting off with this one. Welcome, both uh, Dan Wade and Chris Insidioso. Did I say it right? All Very right, nice. yay! Beautiful. Uh, to Pop Punk right. and Pizza uh, from Treaty of Paris, 
And it's so exciting that you guys are I, like back together, right? Because this is the first time you've played a show in a while. Am I am I correct on that? Or it's 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 been a while since I've followed what Treaty of Paris is doing and not doing. So is Riot Fest the first show in a number of years? Yeah, the last time we played was um, New Year's Eve in 2019 we played at house of blues with motion city soundtrack um and then we did a warm-up gig at the cobra lounge right before that and before that the last time we played was like 2017 with lucky boys confusion and we haven't been an active band since 2010 and we've reunited periodically over the years but nothing ever on the scale that we're doing now or we're playing at riot fest yeah, and we'll, I mean, we'll probably get into that in a little bit um, of of Dan's connection to Riot Fest. And maybe Chris, for all I know, has a connection to Riot Fest, too. Um, Chris and I are just meeting. Dan and I, we met, uh, it was a month, almost well, two months ago, almost now, I think. Yeah. Um, we were doing, a, we were both playing a, a charity show for the late Drew Neely and um it was it was great to meet you there, and uh, right off the bat, I felt connected to you, Dan, because you opened your set with Green Day, and yeah. <laughs> I was I was instantly like, okay, this guy, I got to get to know Dan Wade better because he loves Green Day. He's opening his set with Green Day, so we're gonna be uh, we're gonna be friends. <laughs> it's yeah. like I just I just knew yeah. There's that only other there's like one other there's one other guy we've met that I think is a bigger day fan than Dan that I know personally. Uh, he's definitely uh, he's definitely at the top of my list for sure. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, um, it's definitely a, a a choice to open up a acoustic set with uh, J A R. It's a little bit of a deep cut. Yeah. Yeah. It was a big deep cut, and it was just what, like the night before, or a couple nights before that you saw their show at Metro, I think. Yeah, I, I saw the Metro show, that Lollapalooza after show, the night before, and they played JAR at Metro. It was a really crazy set. They they just did uh, about half hits and half deep cuts, but they did a lot of deep cuts that. I don't think anybody in the crowd was expecting some songs they hadn't played in years. So it was, it was pretty awesome. I was able to get a last minute ticket through, um, one of my wife's coworkers. I, I didn't know I was going to the show until like 5 PM that day. So it was very crazy. I would have been bouncing off the walls. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, they, they play those, you know, 100 or not 100, excuse me, like a thousand cap or whatever Metro is. It's somewhere around there. Yeah. yeah like, 12, 12, 12, 12, cap. 12. Okay. I thought it was right around there. And you know, that doesn't happen too often, especially in Chicago. And it always randomly happens, obviously, and the tickets sell out for it very quickly. So the fact that you were able to be a part of that, uh, show i'm sure was just ultimately amazing yeah it was great um so getting uh, back to treaty of paris though i mean since it's been a while um you know three years since your last show and and it's just kind of been these sporadic shows getting together and playing again um i feel like it's important to even just get to go to to the beginning of of treaty of paris because there there's probably someone someone listening that a has never heard of treaty of paris or b is like i remember that name 
in the Chicago scene, but I don't remember much more than that. So where does Treaty of Paris begin? Or where so did Treaty, it begin? Treaty of Paris began out of this band called Empyrean. That's a E-M-P-Y-R-E-A-N. It's a really hard to spell, really hard to pronounce band name. <laughs> and um, we had played Metro a few times. Uh, we played all around Chicago and the suburbs. And we were just starting to gain a little bit of momentum. And we kind of felt like we hit a wall because nobody could pronounce or remember our band name. And we had the opportunity to do uh, a Halloween show at the Double Door. And we decided to perform as the band Weezer. And so we learned a set full of Weezer songs. And after the show, we went back to playing Empyrean songs and we were like, guys, our songs suck. <laughs> like <laughs> we, we were playing Weezer songs for like a whole month at rehearsal. And we were like, Weezer songs are way better than our songs. Like, oh my God. And it was kind of this like, this like rude awakening. And so we, we thought about it for a while and we thought, you know what, why don't we just start fresh? And so at the time there was, another guy in our local scene of bands named Phil Kosh, who was in a band called Seraphine and him and I had just started working, working together at the double door, uh, the music venue that is uh, now closed. Um, and him and I have been talking about, you know, like, let's start like a local super group. Let's get people from all these different local bands and start a new band. And I said, well, I love my band. Like my band kind of, to me is a super group, like great players in the band. Why don't you just join our band? And so he was like, okay. And so we said, your first assignment as the new guy in the band is give us a new name because we the name Empyrean and this is like a total rebrand. We're going to start fresh, brand new songs, everything. And so he compiled a list of like a hundred band names. We narrowed it down to four and Treaty of Paris is the one that just stuck. And so once we were set on the name, you know, we, we started with like a new focus on just writing like poppy, catchy songs. You know, we were really into like, um, motion city soundtrack, um, you know, uh, fountains of Wayne, obviously green day, like, Lots of stuff that was like super poppy. And I think our old band, our old band didn't really reach that. Like I, I played our old band for a coworker recently and they were like, oh, you guys sounded like Nickelback. And I was like, oh no. <laughs> so, it kind of like didn't have like an identity in a way. Like it kind of was like yeah. sort of floating in between different genres a little bit. Yeah. Totally. So you had like, yeah, you had like that uh alt rock or that yeah. active rock you'd sway between that and totally um, yeah okay yeah yeah we, and we kind of existed in this like no man's land where we weren't really a part of any kind of scene because our band wasn't heavy enough for the metal scene we weren't you know pop punk enough for the pop punk scene and we didn't really fit anywhere in between and so you know almost as like a survival tactic we were like we need to we need to evolve our sound <laughs> And so, yeah, that's, that's what, that's how Treaty of Paris got started. So that was in like the winter of 2004. And we did, we did like a warm up gig at Double Door um, because Empyrean was scheduled to play at the Metro in the following January, 2005. So we decided, well, let's play under, let's play under a fake name, you know, so, so that we don't 
we, we don't break radius for our, our Metro show, like as if that <laughs> mattered, but, um, <laughs> so we decided to go on the bill as treaty of Paris. We thought it was really funny and we did the Empyrean show at Metro ended up being our last show. We didn't tell anybody. And when the show was over, we were like, huh, kind of like how we played that fake show or not fake show, how we played that show under that fake name as Treaty of Paris. And so it just stuck. Did, did you end up getting in trouble for that or did anyone figure it out that, no. you know, <laughs> no, get in trouble the, the, with- everyone at the Metro was happy. The show that we played, you know, it, it, if I remember correctly, like it did really well. I think it, those were the days where like bands had to bring in um, comp tickets. Um, yeah. so Metro did a, a lot of local shows back then. And so, you know, you, they, they were free and you brought in comp tickets. And so I think, I think they were pretty happy with however many comp tickets we brought in. Yeah. It was what, um, each comp ticket you brought in, you would get, I don't I don't know how the pay scale worked. I can't remember. But it was something like you bring so many in, then you would get so much a ticket, right? Or was it even I think so. like that? Yeah, I I think it was like yeah, if you maybe like like a a dollar a ticket or something. But I, yeah. I I don't actually remember. I just remember in those days, you know, just getting your foot in the door there was so huge. And so at the end of the night, when you were settling up with the production manager, they would count up your comp tickets and be like, okay, you guys brought in 200 comps tonight. That's really good. You know, we're definitely going to call you back. And I I don't even remember getting handed any money. I think it was just like, okay, you guys passed the comp ticket test. (laughs) You can can play here again. And you know, we were were thrilled. So yeah, that's how that got started. And then, and then Chris, uh, came came along after we recorded our first EP. Um, our original drummer Scott Hoft, um, he left because he decided he didn't want to uh, commit to doing like just the whole life, you know. Because we were talking about touring and kind of making it our lives at that point, and he was like, ah, I, "I don't really want to do that." And so, um, we had like only two weeks to like, kind of fill the role. And Chris, at the time, was just like one of our good buddies, and we. You know, uh, Chris, you you lived in lived in that house in yeah, God where was it? Yeah, the unfinished basement. And I were like breathing in <laughs> drywall. Yeah, to, yeah. Like, learn yeah, so Treaty Fair songs. Yeah, so Chris kind of lived in this like I guess I'll call it like the punk rock party house. <laughs> and so yeah, we 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 knew Chris. We knew he was a drummer. And so when we found ourselves needing a drummer. I suggested, Hey, like, why don't we ask Chris? We all know him, you know? And I think cause you were in the band Rolo Tomasi at the time. And so did you basically left Rolo Tomasi to join Treaty of Paris, right? Yeah. For the most part. I mean, I, I came from that kind of like postmodern hardcore scene with like Rolo Tomasi and sh- those Chicago bands were like, you know, Steve Albini had kind of made that scene with like shutter to think. And like that whole thing was Jawbox and blue tip, like, discord like it was kind of part of that Haymarket riot from chicago and i they really introduced me to all that stuff and like i said we were more friends uh i was more friends with the guys and i decided like hey i really i to be honest i was a fan of treaty paris i remember when i used to work at a music store dan came in one day because he lived really close at the time and uh i remember seeing him in the store and i like jumped on his back i'll ever remember i was like holy shit dude like 
behind the calm demeanor is like that EP is so good. Like, I love it. You know, I was so excited. Cause I'd like, I'm like, you guys did it. Like, this is really great. I really love this EP. And we were just buddies at the time. And then I don't even think Dan, it wasn't really like a musical audition. Like you and I just like got together and jammed and there was the connection was already there, you know, but then we played, it was like, this is awesome. Like, I love these songs. You guys are great. Like we're all friends. It just worked, which is, I think always a good thing too. You know, it's like, I wasn't a stranger coming on board. I was a fan. We were friends and we just clicked. And Dan and I have literally been in bands now. We're in another band as well that we do on the side. And Dan and I, I've literally been in a band with Dan now for almost 17 years without, I've not been in a band without Dan in 17 years. That's a long time. Crazy. (laughs) (laughs) What does the world need to know about Dan Wade, Chris? Me? Yeah. Yeah. Dan is a, you know, passionate, intense dude when he needs to be. Um, I love that. Intense. (laughs) Intense, man. Yeah. I mean, he can be, you know, in a good way, like in a really good way. Like, you know, I think with him in the band, like musical director, I would always say, absolutely. I mean, he's always been kind of the musical guy. Um, Him and I have a huge, uh, love for a good melody and guitar tone and even though i'm not a guitar player i've always been a big fan of just like that we always chat about good guitar tone and and just good music you know stuff that we connect with we're always texting i mean dan and i text every day about a band a podcast whatever (laughs) um he's a great friend he's a great bandmate he's a freaking amazing guitar player best guitar player i've ever played with and uh we just have fun together. I mean, literally, I mean, that's aside from all the other stuff. I'm like, we have a great time together as friends and there's a trust, there's a camaraderie, but like, he's like a brother, man. I mean, we've been friends forever and we've played in bands forever. So like that connection has just been awesome. Yeah. And obviously it, it uh, goes to show people are, are going to see that as you guys play riot fest together. And that'll be the first time for the band, right? Yeah, it's Treaty of Paris's first time playing Riot Fest. Um, it's my second time. I had the opportunity to play in um, 2014. Um, I was kind of a last minute replacement for a band that dropped off on the small stage, and it was programmed by Red Bull. Um, and I had played a show at Double Door uh, that was sponsored by Red Bull, which I guess automatically made me what they call a Red Bull sound select artist. And they, you know, had my photo on their website and everything. And so when the band dropped off, they asked Riot Fest's uh, booking department, you know, please only replace this artist with someone from the Red Bull sound select roster. And I was there and I was willing to do it for very little money <laughs> <laughs> and probably some Red Bull maybe and mixed in there. Right? <laughs> yeah, there was definitely a lot a of free, a lot of free Red Bull floating around <laughs> that, that, that day Ma- making Jaeger bombs or whatever people make with <laughs> with Red Bull these days. I'm not sure what it is, but um, and at, at that time, Dan, were you working for Riot Fest then? Yeah, I had just started working at Riot Fest as the the in-house graphic designer. So I started at Dumbledore as the graphic design intern 
um, in 2004 and then eventually just became the in-house designer slash, uh, I don't even know what, what you'd call it, but like back when social media was still kind of like a, 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 a very a baby. New, and uh, yeah, I, was, I, I, wanted, I wanted to say baby when social media was like a baby thing. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I created like the double door Twitter account and Instagram account. And I, I ran that stuff while I was there and then I designed all the posters. And, um, if you ever see like the, whatever the current logo that the double door company uses, like for, to promote their, their new location, I designed that like many, many years ago. Um, so, uh, one of my friends, uh, my friend, Buck, who worked for Riot Fest, um, and who played bass in my band, um, in my solo project, uh, hit me up and said, you know, we need a new graphic designer at Riot Fest. Uh, you know, do you want to maybe just come work for a week for, for some temp work and just help us get caught up on some stuff we need to get done? I said, sure. And so after working there for a week, um, he, he hit me up again and was like, yeah, we need you to come aboard full time. And I was like, okay, like, can I think about it? And he was like, well, let me know soon because you start Monday. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> it was kind of like, you have no choice. Yeah, <laughs> you got to take this. <laughs> it was, it, it was, it was a pretty huge opportunity. Um, and so I, I, I still actually stayed on at Double Door as the, the poster designer and doing some other things there. Um, until they closed in 2017. And, uh, so today I'm the, I'm the art director at Riot Fest. Um, and so, yeah, just, just as a, like a joke every year, I always tease the booking department, the, the, the guys who book the fest. I'm like, you know, is this the year you guys are going to do Treaty of Paris? And, you know, we always laugh about it because, um, you know, I would never want to take the opportunity away from like a young up and coming band. Um, and this year felt a little bit different um, because they had some reunions. Uh, Academy is uh, Midtown, uh, Sunny Day Real Estate, you know, a bunch of other reunions from some bands that have been around for a long time. And so I asked them this year, I was like, is this the year Treaty of Paris plays? And um, my coworker, Jake, was like, you know what? You guys deserve to play. Um, so he's, he's like, let me think about it. And I was like, whoa, <laughs> like, let me, uh, let me get on the phone and make sure that we're even available to do it. <laughs> right. uh, you know, I, I think, I think I accidentally talked myself into a really yeah. big opportunity here. Yeah. But like, who is going to say, I mean, you know, you're going to tell the guys, Hey guys, uh, we're, we've been, you know, selected to play riot fest and they'd be like, Oh, sorry, I'm golfing with you know, my brother that weekend, I can't make it. I know. You know I, I, was, <laughs> I, I was like, guys, this is a couple of the guys are our singer, Mike and our guitarist, Phil live out of state. And so I was like, you know, can you guys be ready to, to book a flight if need be? And I, I was a little worried that maybe there wouldn't be much interest and every single bandmate, Chris, Phil, Brandon, yeah. Mike, Everyone wrote back within five minutes. <laughs> they were like, we are in. <laughs> yeah, Versus... I mean, like for me, like I haven't, like, you know, obviously Dan is the is the sole connection to Riot Fest. I mean, Phil obviously has been booking with House of Blues for many years. And so he's he's been involved in the scene of like all of this, you know, as you know, uh, you know, and, and very familiar with the whole booking aspect of a big festival and, and a lot of big bands. For me, like, 
I've always been such a huge fan of the festival itself as far as the bands they book. You know, people ask me about it, like, oh, right, festival. I'm like, yeah, it's kind of like the punk rock version of like Lollapalooza in a way, but like everybody goes, like everybody gets it. And it's like, it's such a fun, you know, it's just a fun, open thing. And, and like I said, I've always, I've always loved it because there's only been so many bands that I've been fans of from like Coheed and like Taking Back Sunday and Taking Back Sunday freaking champions this festival every year, even if they're not playing, they're just like, right, fast, right, fast, right. And then they end up playing every year. But like, yeah. even if they're not, or they can't make it, like a band that we're big fans of, like has always been such a big fan of the festival. And, you know, they'll bring bands, bands back like Glassjaw, who I've always been a big fan of, or Hot Water Music, like, that scene of bands where it's like that kind of hardcore band, you know, thing from the night, you know, early two thousands. Like, so I've always appreciated the scene that Riot Fest brings. And then along with like the nine inch nails or the My Chemical Romance or, you know, the bigger bands too, but they bring like, you know, this year Sparta got added late. I was like, Holy crap. Like I've been a fan of that band since wiretap scars. So it's like seeing Sparta on Friday, like hopefully wiretap scars is like amazing, you know? So I'm, I'm sure they won't disappoint you. I mean, and that's, yeah. what's cool about riot fest is all those uh, reunions or bands that just haven't played in a long time or bands that you thought would never be at riot fest. And yeah. then the ones that are there like every year, I remember he's not there this year, which is so strange to me because I feel like Andrew WK is yeah. always literally at every single riot fest. He's yeah. not there this year. And I think it's so weird. Um, but you, he's one of, those artists that you can usually expect to see there and like guar it seems like they are in a, yeah. a good rotation of playing uh the fest as well so it's it's such a eclectic combination of of artists that play riot fest what, every year i think that's what's awesome about it too because like for me like you know sometimes you look at like bonnaroo or like lala even and you're like, huh, like, I don't know a ton of these bands. Like, and I'm pretty in touch. Like Dan is like, Dan knows every band ever lately, you know, last five or six years, Dan will name a bunch of bands. I'm like, who the hell is that? And then I'll <laughs> check them out, which is awesome. That's his job, you know, like, yeah. right. I'll look at it and I'll be like, I know most of these bands, but like, I know the ones that maybe I don't know. I'm probably going to dig, you know what I mean? Or like, at least give them a shot. But yes. like, it's eclectic. Like you said, I think that's a great way to put it. Like, it's eclectic, but it still kind of all works together. Nobody yes. like it doesn't feel like anybody's like the odd man out, you know? No, absolutely not. Sorry, yeah. Dan, were you going to say something? I was going to say that um, I think the thing that makes Riot Fest stand out, and of course I am biased, but um, in my very biased opinion, uh, it's really like passionately and expertly curated. And it was it was so apparent when we we got the we got our official offer to play and it was very exciting and then shortly after that i asked about the schedule i was like you know what what stage are, are we going to be on and the one thing that i asked about like yeah, i said listen i said i know that like we are very small fish in this pond but i would love to not play at the same time as jimmy world Please, <laughs> um, <laughs> please don't but, do that to me. Yeah, that, that actually happened to us one time. We played it at Bamboozle in uh, New Jersey and they, they had us closing the small stage 
opposite Jimmy World closing the big stage. Oh man. Oh yeah. It was, it was it was heartbreaking. It was a really fun set. It ended up being really fun, but um it was fun. I mean we had some kids there. Was it was that the one that was raining, Dan? Yeah, was it, like- it was it was it was kind of crappy weather. Yeah. And but we actually had some kids there. It was like, oh crap. Like and we could see Jimmy yeah. World from across the park, you know, but yeah, it was like totally. Yeah, yeah. The, the way that that Riotfest is, is is curated, like our stage is the programming on our stage is like, so it's this band starting off this band called Night Spice, which is Kevin Singleton, yes, who was in the band Inept, um, who um, decided to start this uh, like a electronic, I don't know, we'd call it like an electronic dance project, and you know he's doing really well with it um he is and and i'm so happy for him because he's such a great guy he's so passionate about music whatever it is that he does musically he puts his all into it and i feel like this for him is has been phenomenal like the best one yet yeah and i hope it I hope it continues to to grow for him because he deserves it. And he's been through so much, the poor guy. I know. know. Yeah. So, so yeah, he's, he, he got him opening the stage. You have Treaty of Paris. And then I believe we have uh, Juliana Theory, which our, our singer Mike is like a huge fan. Um, Less Than Jake. Uh, yes. The band uh, Paris with a with, with the v yes um, so lots of parises going on yeah but, uh, <laughs> on the same stage too and then uh uh midtown reunion uh the main and uh academy is and so just that whole stage like when you look at us in context of all the other bands it totally makes sense and i was really blown away by how how well they they curated just that stage i know there's some people who are like man i think i might just hang out at your stage the whole day (laughs) right yeah i was looking at that too and i was blown away by i was like oh it's like yeah i think i just might stay there (laughs) all day long like i i I don't think there's anywhere else i'd rather be actually so it's really cool um to uh to see that you know um and you can tell just by looking at it, like you said, it's so well curated, you know, and you would know you're, you're right there behind the scenes doing everything. In fact, that's why we're talking now instead of at riot fest, um, <laughs> because you're going to be working all weekend. Um, and so you're going to be a busy man. So you won't be able to come by the press tent, uh, to talk to us. And, um, that's pretty much, I, I Unfortunately, we're running out of time because uh, I don't have the the pro Zoom. Um, but I will say, um, Dan, I'm pretty sure you're one of the reasons why Pop Punk and Pizza is going to be able to be in the press tent at Riot Fest. And for that, I'm eternally grateful. So I just want you to know, uh, thank you so much <laughs> for that. It's a, it's a dream yeah. come true. And I'm really excited and uh, to see you there on stage in Treaty of Paris um, and just to be a part of the, you know, a little more of behind the scenes of, of Riot Fest. So thank you for that. Yeah, you got it. You deserve to be there, you know? Thanks, man. That, that means a lot. It, tr- it truly does, because there's so many uh, music uh, media outlets anymore between podcasts and and uh, zines and everything that you can name. <clears throat> um, excuse me. There's so many out there. So and I know there's bound to be so many people that submit. Um, so. So, yeah, um, that that means a lot. 
Um, yeah. So we got so, a couple of minutes left. I wanted to ask yeah. you. Yeah. Let's talk about pizza. <laughs> yes, we should in our last couple minutes here. And I apologize that we, uh, you know, we are on a time uh, thing. I didn't realize I didn't have my pro subscription any longer. Um, so yeah, pizza. I mean, what do you guys like for pizza? I know there's going to be, uh, uh, there's always a couple pizza vendors at Riot Fest. Have you ever had pizza at Riot Fest when you've uh, been there, Dan or Chris? Um, you know what I have had is I usually get, if I go out to get food from the food vendors, I get taco in a bag and they have that one taco in a bag where it's like the pizza one. So it's like, you know, tortilla chips and various toppings, but they do like mozzarella and pepperoni and all the great pizza toppings. And that's kind of like my guilty pleasure fest food. Okay. Huh. That's, I don't know if, I guess I've had a version of that somewhere down the line. Um, but I can't think of any time recently where I've, I've had that. How about you, uh, Chris? You know what? I, I love, like, I, I'm a huge fan of like, Every day I watch the bar stools, um, part, you know, Dave doing his one bite and just yes. seeing like, I mean, he actually just did Chicago too, which was kind of cool to see where he went. And that's uh, awesome. it was fun, but I love, I love traditional dish huge fan. Um, I like, you know, but I think lose like in all those places, like traditional deep dish, like they have some really good thin crust too. The one, I guess the one thing I can add is the one place I really want to try. And I'm sure you guys have had, but I've like, I've been Jones in to check it out is Pequod's because of that crust. I haven't had it. I've been super excited to try it. I think that's amazing. You like burnt cheese on the crust. Chris, when you, when you go, call me. I'll, we'll go. Yeah. There you Sweet. go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I got to go. I, yeah, I got to go. Because rocks. It does. I mean, it's, you know, it's just got such a cool thing and it's like, you know, I mean, obviously there's a lot of traditional deep dish, but I feel like that is probably one, like, if someone's coming in from Chicago, like, yeah, I try Pequot's because it's, it's got a little bit something different, you know? Yes, yeah. absolutely. Um, well, I think, uh, yeah, we're at <laughs> less than a minute. So right. uh, I'm so sorry, guys. No, it's all good, I really man. apologize for that. But no, um, please check out Treaty of Paris at Riot Fest. Dan Wade, uh, Chris, um, in, in city, insidioso or nice. did I, yeah, yes. <laughs> perfect. There we go. Um, great to, uh, have both of you on. Thank you so much for your time again and really look forward to seeing you at riot fest. Hell yeah. We'll see you soon. Thanks, All right, man. Guys. Thanks for having us. Awesome. Yes, of course. You guys have a great night. You too. Man. All right. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Special thank you so much to Dan and Chris of Treaty of Paris. You can check them out at Riot Fest this weekend and hopefully get to see you this weekend out at Riot Fest as well. We are doing press the whole weekend at Riot Fest, so we'll be interviewing as many bands as possible and getting up, uh, getting those episodes up on our feed as much as possible. So let's say you're not going to Riot Fest, but you can still subscribe and follow to the Pop Punk and Pizza feed 
to stay up to date on just everything that's going on at Riot Fest and get to hear some really awesome interviews. Uh, so Treaty of Paris, uh, to point out once again when they are playing, I'm, I know that he, uh, I know Dan had mentioned it in our conversation, but um, for some reason I thought I had it pulled up. <laughs> uh, the Radical stage on Sunday from 1 to 140 is when you can find Treaty of Paris. And then, yeah, make sure you get there before Treaty of Paris because we were talking about Night Spice, which is our friend Kevin Singleton. They're playing right before Treaty of Paris. So another awesome Chicago band, uh, new Chicago band that you can check out. So Treaty of Paris, Radical Stage this Sunday at Riot Fest. Uh, so stay up to date on everything at poppunkpizzapod.com or just listen, subscribe, follow wherever it is you get your podcasts. We're going to have some coverage uh, showing up on our social media pages as well. So Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, um, TikTok maybe as well. I'm not sure if we'll be po- posting on our TikTok, but the other three for sure. All of them are at Pop Punk Pizza Pod. I'm Jacques Lamore, and I will see you out at Riot Fest. Hey, hello, it's nice to meet you. Hey, come in and have a slice of pizza.